Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Monday morning show. Grant Cohn, Ryan Hensley. The draft was this weekend, and there's a whole bunch of new players on the team. Undrafted free agents, rookies. We're going to talk about a couple undrafted free agents, including a running back that I've, I'm getting intel on from multiple sources. Seriously, that's supposed to be really good. We'll talk about um, the right tackle spot, and uh, we, got, we haven't talked about quarterback in a while. So Ryan's been holding it down on Twitter, fighting the good fight for Trey Lance. He's still on the team. You might not have heard. Ryan won a freaking lunch from Larry Kruger, who got a little over his skis, predicted the Niners would trade Larry uh, Trey Lance, and didn't. So Ryan, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate that, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking forward what to having What's interesting more. about this draft is they didn't take a quarterback. I think a lot of people were expecting that they would for various reasons. Some people thought they don't, they don't believe in Trey. They're going to draft a quarterback. Some people thought... You know, they don't know that Brock's going to play this year. They're going to draft a quarterback. They didn't draft a quarterback. So why do you think that is? And do they have a quarterback for? And do they need a quarterback for? Like, what do you, how do you think they're going to structure this? I, I think at some, at some point they're going to add a fourth quarterback, but it's not going to be <laughs> like anybody was hoping, right, or thinking. Uh, it's not going to be anybody special. It's a practice squad guy. That, that's what they're going to be doing. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't added one already, though. I thought there would be a quarterback in the first wave of undrafted free agents. And in fact, I think the fact that there isn't is almost like similar to them not drafting an offensive lineman. Like, oh, you think we need one? You think we need one? Watch this. <laughs> yeah. Watch this. Yeah. I don't think they really need one. I mean, they got Trey Lance and Sam Darnold, Brock Purdy coming back. That's three really good, I mean, serviceable options, possible options, right? And they're all pretty damn expensive. Or Depends how you feel about Sam Darnold, but yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, all three of them combined, even if the 49ers keep three, I know they said they might not this year, but they did last year. And if Sam Darnold doesn't end up playing, it's cheaper than it was last year. It's cheaper than Raiders are paying Jimmy Garoppolo right now. So I think the 49ers are going to roll with the three quarterbacks that they've been having. That's what I've been saying. It's, you know, they'll sign a guy, but he's going to be a practice squad guy. Um, I'm not even sure they're going to do that. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, wh honestly, what are you waiting for? You're, you're missing out on guys. You're, you're, you could have your pick, and now you're letting guys go. I almost feel like they're thinking this indicates how confident they are that Brock's coming back. And I don't know when they're coming, when he's coming back, but I think they're feeling like Brock. We really like Brock. We don't care about this injury. He's going to come back eventually. He's part of our future. So there's that. I think they also feel that um, if they're really going to have a competition in the offseason between Sam Darnold and Trey Lance, then – neither one's going to have as many reps as a typical starting quarterback would get in the offseason without a, comp a competition, right? Right. Yeah. So why throw in a third guy in the mix? Like, reps are already at a premium. You don't have two-a-days. Give them all to Trey and Sam. Give them all to those two because even that's not enough. And then hopefully one guy asserts them. I think that could be part of it. I think they're confident in all three of these quarterbacks. Whether they should or not, that's a, that's a different question. But I think – the fact that, you know, they're comp I think they're confident in Trey Lance. I, I know that the narrative is that that's not the case, but I don't see any logic to, to say that they, they're not, right? Uh, he was a starter last year. He got hurt. That's all that happened, right? Nothing's happened since. Um, so I think they believe in him enough to at least compete for that backup role to, you know, earn the spot if Brock Purdy's not healthy week one. They obviously like Sam Darnold. Kyle Shannon said so much. So mm -hmm. I think they're – Cool, man. They got Sam Darnold. They got Trey Lance. They got Brock right. Purdy. You know what I mean? They're right. not stressing him. So, all right, right. If they had drafted a quarterback, even if they signed an undrafted one, I think people start speculating, okay, well, does that mean someone's not going to be here? Does that mean that Trey's not going to be here? Does that mean that Brock isn't coming back? Like, all that speculation pops up. 
And I think they don't want to bring in that speculation. I think maybe they're being a little optimistic, but they're thinking, we're probably not going to trade Trey, and Brock's probably going to come back. So why even bring in another quarterback? Like, you want to have three. They have three. You look at what Philly did. They brought in Marcus Mariota, who has experience and fits their run game. And then they uh, drafted Tanner McKee, who um, doesn't fit their run game, but fits their RPO passing game and is a rookie that fell to them. I mean, they have a nice little quarterback room, too. And it's yeah. three deep. You want three. So that's, yeah. that's what the Niners got. And, I, you know, they might get a fourth, but it's just going to be some guy. Like, what's the guy they had last year? What was his name? At the end of the season, they had some guy that was just – here and there, they cut him, sign him. I don't even know his name. Yeah, they had a bunch of guys. They had Jacob Eason. Yeah. They, like they could all... call up Jacob Eason. I mean, hey, man, you want to hand off to the running backs during positional drills and training camp? We won't really have much, many reps for you in, in, in team drills, per se. But you yeah. can put on a helmet and a jersey and hand off, right. warm up. Yeah, That's what's going to happen, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and, and, you know, I, I think that we hear this just crazy narrative, but no, people just don't take the time to think about things. It's really just like reactionary to like rumors or opinions and the reality is if you think about everything this was kind of the plan the whole time and it makes perfect sense that that's what they're doing what i think frustrates me a little bit or not frustrates me but maybe maybe that's the word i'm going to use is it feels like the niners found some type of formula that works for them at quarterback with the brock purdy thing Mm -hmm. um the mobility and the experience uh that plays well on the 49ers and I think one thing they learned about Trey is it's not his fault, but his lack of experience might have been a bad fit on this team, kind of like with the Warriors and James Wiseman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So since they've, it seems like they've stumbled on a formula that works, like do it. I would have liked to see him draft another quarterback. But on the other hand, we talked about in the offseason, we felt like they needed a quarterback with experience just in case, because Trey Lance doesn't have it and Brock doesn't have it. So you bring in Sam Darnold under the name of like, hey, he's played. But He's played a lot of bad football, and he sees ghosts, and he has a lot of things you have to undo and unteach, whereas you could have just brought in freaking anyone in this draft. You know what I mean? And they're like, you could have found the next. It could have been DTR. He was available in round five. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Eagles got a guy in round. I don't. I didn't like Tanner McKee, but I can totally see why they took him, and they think he's the next Nick Foles, and he's just a third-string quarterback anyway. Like, I would have liked to see him draft one, but yeah. we also understand that the thing about – do you really value Sam Darnold's experience, though? If, if he has to play, he's like, hey, at least he's played 55 games. We're good. Yeah. I, I don't care. I yeah. don't care. That's not yeah, good. You can make an argument that it would be yeah. better to not Sam, to sign Sam Darnold and get a rookie and just see maybe you strike gold again with like you did with Brock Purdy. Yeah, like a reclamation project. Yeah, he was a third pick in the draft, but a lot of bad football, a lot of bad habits, a lot of things you got to undo as opposed to just try to find the next Brock Purdy. It worked last year. You're putting the guy on the team. The experience in college matters. He doesn't have all these like years of being beaten down and crapped on by the media, and like he doesn't have to. He doesn't have like a, a confidence crisis. That's yeah. what I mean. Darnold, where is Darnold's confidence right now? And Kyle, the same guy who tore it down for Trey, is going to build it up for Sam. Why don't you build it up for Trey before you build it up for Sam? What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can kind of understand it because Trey is coming off an injury, so yes, we don't, we don't know what that really is going to mean. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be okay but it's kind of risky right yeah coming off an injury brock purdy's yeah. coming off an injury you yeah just roll with a rookie draft brock, kind of- and sam Darnold's coming off of like six years of bad football <laughs> yeah. just bring in a rookie who's like cheerful young and undefeated you know in yeah. his heart and his mind because it, it worked like the thing i think that is underrated about purdy is just how confident he was from the beginning 
the way he walks, the way he carries himself, the way he talks, like that's very important. Sam Darnold doesn't have it. He doesn't have that confidence, never has, never will. You could tell him he's as good as you could say he has a skill set. He doesn't believe it. Well, Brock somehow believes it. There's one thing that Trey Lance has to work on if he's Confidence. going to, yeah, if he's going to really yeah. like really give it a shot at taking this QB one spot, he's got to stop being that little brother. That's, That's one true. thing that Brock is better That's at true. than Trey Lance, no question. I agree. You know, Trey Lance came in on that little brother kind of attitude, yep. and yep. not that he can't be a leader, but he was just so young, and I think you know trying to balance the hype of being the third draft pick and. Try not to be a douchebag. I think it's hard. Not pushing out their friend. Hey, man, I like Jimmy. I'm one of you guys. But I feel like, hey, they're like, we don't have time for a little brother, man. We need a quarterback. And Brock's like, I'm a quarterback. Right. I'm not a little brother. George, shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that that works. That works. So I would have liked to see them bring in a guy like that. But maybe that guy doesn't exist. I don't know. I'm not saying Max Duggan was that guy. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, no, I kind of thought they were going to take like a sixth, seventh rounder or sign a UDFA right away. I I thought that's what they're going to happen. But they're actually – that's the thing, man. People think they're not confident in Trey Lance. This Everything that they're doing shows you that they are, right? They're not just thinking, oh, Sam Darnold's going to save us right now. They're not. I'll be honest. I don't think they're confident in Trey Lance. But I also want to say I don't think they're confident in their ability to judge quarterbacks, and they know it. And they're like, you know what? Look, we're down on Trey. He has He's had some bad practices, I guess. But you know what? We suck at evaluating quarterbacks. We really didn't see Brock coming. We already invested a ton in Trey. Like, we're not getting great offers. Like, let's, let's, see, let's give him some time <laughs> because it worked out for Jalen, and we don't know what the hell we're looking at. We don't know. I we, think- we can – I Sorry. think they have more confidence in Brock than Trey, but I think they have but, confidence yeah. in Trey. Here's why. They started him. He was QB1 last year. He was. He was. Then he got hurt. Hasn't he practiced was. since. There's yeah. no reason. How do you go from starting a guy to I have no confidence in him just because he got hurt? I think there's, a, good there's, point. there's a level of confidence there. I, I want to feel like a, lot of, a little bit of the confidence that they were projecting last year was um, hopeful. Yeah. And they felt that he was going to grow into it. Like, let's just yeah. let's just pump him up, which is the right thing to do. We, we we believe in him. We believe in him. We believe in him. Even though privately we have some questions, and then we'll run him. We'll we'll, we'll win, and then we'll, he'll he'll grow. And it didn't get to happen. But I keep coming back to the Niners' offense as a whole. No matter who the quarterback is, struggles early in the season and has for the last few years. Yeah. The Niners' offense as a whole flourishes late in the, in the season, no matter who the quarterback is, and it has for the last few years. Like, C.J. Beathard came in in 2020 and played really well down the stretch. Like, he freaking sucks. Sorry, yeah. C.J. So yeah. when Trey played early, he struggled, and most of his appearances were early, week one, week two, week four, week five, week six. When he played week 17 one time, his quarterback rating was 116. And we saw the game. It was a little inconsistent, but the offense was clicking. He didn't hold it back. They kicked ass. So I, I, it's it doesn't mean he's a franchise quarterback, but it does mean you could probably win with him. And he's probably under the same, you know, he has the same shackles on the throw of the quarterback star. They're, they're a little bit a product of how the offense is performing at that point in the season. Do you know how hard it is going to be for, I don't care if it's Sam Darnold or Trey Lance, whoever starts week one, if it's not Brock Purdy, you know how hard it's going to be. It's, it's almost impossible. You almost want to lose that competition, man. You want to lose. You almost do. And yeah. Here's the thing: no, no matter how they do, Brock Purdy's still undefeated in right. You mind. can't do well enough. People be like, "Oh, Brock would have been thirty for thirty-nine. Brock would yeah. have put up through thirty. Yeah. So they have to show yeah. they can do good, and then Brock has to come back and show that he can do bad before they can really take the reins. Right. 
Because the, the longer it goes without Brock playing, like the legend of Brock multiplies in your mind. You know? <laughs> yeah. it's like, he's like, now he's 16 to know. Hot oh, Hands Hanan says, what will happen on game days if Purdy is healthy and Trey, Sam, both in the team? One of them will be inactive. That seems crazy to me. It's a very interesting question. Although, although, although there is a possibility, Ivan, we didn't miss you, that uh, they're going to allow a third quarterback to be active on game days. So I, I, I don't think they've figured out that rule yet. I think the teams are waiting. Does he have to be on the active roster? Um, but it's possible that the NFL will say, look, a third quarterback can be active. And that way they don't they avoid awkwardness here. Maybe yeah. that's the deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. I mean, if we're going to talk about, like, who's going to be starting next year, like, it just makes a lot of sense that it's Trey Lance. He's going to have to – Sam Darnold has, is going to have to kill it in order for them to move over Trey Lance. And Did you just call him Sam Darnold's? I like that. I'm Darnold's? calling him Sam Darnold's from now on. <laughs> yeah, that's Sam Darnold's. Name. I Sam like Darnold's. that. Ivan Tina says Kyle and John were at the Warriors game together, and we're very confused when the Warriors did not blow a fourth quarter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, I was saying I, I always talk about how great the Eagles are, and I talk about it on every channel, uh, every show. I'm really enamored with how they build a team. You know what they have in common with the Niners? Two teams, the only two teams in Super Bowl history that blew ten point leads, double digit leads. Well, that's not true. I guess Kyle did it. The other time, too. No, he did it to the Chiefs, though. They both had double-digit uh, leads against the Chiefs and lost. So they have that in common. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. They both they both gave Andy Reid rings. <laughs> San Fran fan, sports fan 2000 says, why Lombardi always launched slide digs at you and LK? I don't know, because I, I guess I did it to him first, to be fair. Plus, I'm so handsome, and I'm so rich. Like, how could you not take digs <laughs> me? Like, everything goes my way. Look at me. Look at me. I would hate me, too. <laughs> so successful, everything. Yeah. Ruiz says, who's your uh, guy's favorite draft pick this year? Um, we were going to talk about that. Favorite draft pick? Yeah. Hmm. I think mine's Brown. I, I, I think Brown is going to be a franchise player for this for this team. He's going to play for the 49ers. For, he's going to okay, be next to yeah. Ward for the 49ers. I like that. I was going to go with uh, D. Winners. Um, just because I got him, in, I think he's going to start right away. Six round pick, mm. D winners. That's going to be yeah. a good one. But yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah, I was thinking they could take a linebacker in round three. Like you got D winners in round six. Great. I think uh, you're, I'm cool I think with you're that. The only, you're the only one that yeah. had linebacker on the on the radar. You're the only one I heard talking about linebacker. Like man, like yeah, you could just give Marcelino McCrary Ball the job, I guess. But Owen Oren Burks is not the answer. Uh, Flanagan Foles is not the answer. Like you like your defense. You want to have ballers at every single spot. Why would you? not put someone there and of course they did i just thought they might see someone in round three but i guess if they're looking for the next dre greenlaw that's around five or later pick considering you found dre greenlaw in round five you find yeah. the next one there and they got him in round six and he runs a four four like pfft, okay yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be good on this team i think yeah i thought mccurry yeah. ball had it locked up but now i'm kind of thinking d might take that from him nah, you got it he might get it but he's gonna have to compete with someone and now you compete yeah. with a, a six round pick instead of a fourth round or a third round pick, which may indicate that they do like McCrary Ball. Yeah. Uh, all right, back to the quarterback spot. It's funny when people talk about this competition that's going to happen this offseason. Mm -hmm. Not just Niner fans, but a lot of like national analysts are like, hey, you know, Trey Lance going to have his hands full. Trey Lance going to have his hands. Sam Darnold can't deny all of his experience. Very experienced quarterback. I mean, you're going to have to wake up pretty early in the morning to beat out Sam Darnold. 
No one ever says it the other way. Like, hey, you know, Trey Lance, 22 years old, hasn't played a lot of football, but really hasn't done anything bad. You know, it's going to be kind of tough for Sam Darnold and his six years of utter putridity. Is that a word? To, to actually like turn that. all that around. I mean, no one says that when really isn't, isn't like he's going to have to prove that the last six years were a total fluke, Sam Darnold. Like, that's amazing. How do you do that? He's also going to have to learn this complex offense of Kyle Shanahan. He's never played under Kyle Shanahan. Trey Lance has been, this is his third year. So Trey Lance has the advantage there. He also has the the draft capital. People think don't think it matters, but there is something to that. Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance have been building a relationship for the last three years. If I'm willing to bet, the first snaps in OTAs uh, are going to go to Trey Lance. So Sam Donald's going to have to learn the offense, overcome that relationship that Kyle already has with Trey Lance. He's going to have to perform better than he has in his entire life, honestly. He's going to have to make it worth them spending up to – there's up to $8 million in, in incentives mm-hmm. for Sam Darnold. So he's going to – if it's close at all, if it's tied, you're going to choose mm-hmm. the guy that you already know that knows the offense that costs $8 million less. If you go with Sam Darnold, you're spending $8 million more than you had planned. That, that's a lot to overcome. Yeah. I'm looking at their box scores, their stats. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. They they do have a lot in common. They were both the third pick in the draft. They mm-hmm. both left college very young. They both played when they were 21. Sam Darnold started as a rookie. He started 13 games, went 4-9. and nine. That year, he was 21. He completed 57.7% of his throws. Trey Lance, he didn't start a bunch as a rookie, but he, he did throw 71 passes and completed 57.7% of his passes at 21. Mm-hmm. Then he came back and got hurt. So... The difference is Sam Darnold, they kind of started off in similar spots, you know, a uh, little young, little green, little inaccurate. Sam Darnold has had like five years to improve, to get experience, to show something. And in this last six games where he apparently turned a corner, he completed 58% of his throws, threw for like 190 yards a game and turned the ball over a lot. So I don't think this... I don't think he did improve. I don't think he did turn a corner. I think this is who he's always freaking been. And I think uh, that guy is going to have a tough time going against Trey Lance, who may actually have the ability to improve. Right. 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 You're looking at how many games Sam Donald played? What is it? 57? Oh, I'll tell you right now. Something he has played right in, the, in the NFL. He's played. He's started 55 games. He hmm. has thrown 1,700 passes. Um He's thrown 61 touchdown passes and 55 picks. I mean, his rookie year was terrible. He threw 17 touchdowns and 15 picks. Trey Lance in his rookie year threw five touchdowns and two picks. This guy's thrown three picks in his career. In his career. Three. Yeah. Trey Lance. And people have already written him off, whereas Sam Darnold is working on 55 and 55 starts. And there's something else that's not being talked about. Sam Darnold has has fumbleitis. Fumbleitis. And he had it in college, too. Yes. Yeah. His fingers are actually made of butter. They're butter fingers. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. True. It, it, I mean, p- people can say whatever narrative they want, but if you think about it logically, like we're doing right now, it doesn't make any kind of sense that definitely they're not appointing him over Trey Lance like people are reporting right now. That, oh, he's appointed the starter. If anything, worst case scenario, it's a fair 100% competition right now. And if that's the case, 
when you weigh everything involved, like the contract, the experience, the capital invested, et cetera, this is the last and best opportunity Kyle Shanahan is going to be able to see what Trey Lance can do. All this coming together, it, it favors Trey Lance, honestly. Now, when he, if he earns that QB1 spot at Brock's out, that's where the challenge really begins for Trey Lance. I think the tougher challenge for Trey Lance is going to be winning over, overcoming what Brock was able to do, not beating out Sam Darnold in training camp. Like, I don't think that's the challenge for Trey Lance. And, like, the thing with Darnold, we keep saying, like, he's got experience, you know. Blaine Gabbert has experience. Does that mean Blaine Gabbert would beat out Trey Lance if Blaine Gabbert were over here? Like, that's who I think – that's who I think Sam Darnold is. I think he's Blaine Gabbert. They both got drafted top 10. They're big. Yeah. They're fast. They're, mo- they're not fast. They're big. They're mobile. They're smart. Mm-hmm. They're good teammates. They're willing to be backups. They're everything you want except they're bad. and they were given a million chances to prove that they're not bad because they seemingly have all the tools both mentally and physically and they have a certain look but they're bad and i I don't just like you could put blaine gabbard on this team with his you know uh how many throws 1500 career throws like i I don't care i'm taking trey and his inexperience all day because we know exactly 100 percent who blaine gabbard is he's 30 uh three years old he's never improved he started how many games has he started? He started 48 games. His quarterback is, rating 72. What so is Sam Gabbard. Donald known for more than anything else? What is he known for? Seeing for ghosts me? and turning the ball over. Turning the ball over. What is Trey Lance known for? What's his biggest accomplishment more than anything else in college? Not turning the ball over. It, what, <laughs> it's pretty simple, right? And Kyle Shanahan is going to hate Sam Donald. Yeah. So, so the honestly, over. they could they could talk themselves into Sam Donald. They could make him start week one. Yeah. As soon as he starts playing like Sam Donald, which means turning the ball over, he's going to bench himself. There won't even be a decision to make. Right. So, yeah, but let him start week one. Honestly, I think that would be in the best interest of Trey Lance and the team because whoever starts week one for the Niners loses the quarterback yeah. competition. That's th- yeah. So, Sam, hey, man, grind. Get yeah. that job. Yeah, we've been yeah. we've been you know we've been talking about it for months that it, it the almost the ideal thing for Trey Lance would be if Brock Purdy comes back and he's healthy and he can start week one, and that way he. Oh, you know, I, he I hope I hope team. that doesn't happen for Brock yeah, honestly because I, I, I like Brock too. I have nothing against yeah. Sam. I have nothing against any of these quarterbacks, but yeah. I hope Brock doesn't do that to himself or the Niners don't do it to him because I feel like that's all like we, the offense won't be ready. You won't be ready. It's all bad, dude. Don't play. I don't think it happens. Don't play. Like Let's let Sam Darnold, Darnold take that. Take yeah. those. You know. Yeah. Lumps. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not saying that name. Everything they are doing shows they are confident in Trey Lance. Um, is that really coffee you're drinking, dude? No way you're sober. Okay. Thanks. That was nice. No way you're sober, he said. Well, I don't barely you just gave me five bucks. Thoughts on D how about that? Thanks on DTR to Cleveland. Thoughts on DTR to Cleveland. Just great value. Fifth round. Can't believe it. And now he gets to be Deshaun Watson's backup. Kind of pisses me off because I would like to see DTR start. But uh, it's not like Deshaun Watson played well last year. So he did fit. not. And it's good no. because I think, you know, that's one thing I would like to see the 49ers do at some point is have your starter, your backup, have a similar skill set. You know, I think yeah. that'd be, yeah. be nice. That's why yeah. we were sort of advocating Mariota over Darnold. And that's when, when they signed Darnold. I was like, Man, this is a Brock quarterback, not a Trey quarterback. I know Jesse disagrees and thinks he's more of a Trey quarterback, but you know what I'm saying. He's not running the option. He's not running the zone read. Like, Trey apparently has to run the zone read on this team. Mariota does it quite well. 
Uh, Darnold could. I mean, Purdy could, but you don't. There's no. Not gonna do it. Only if like you're totally catching them off guard and you're four yards away from the end zone. That's right. the only way you'd ever do it. Right. Official BNM Music eighty eight says Sam has to prove he's not pure cheeks. <laughs> If not, he'll get four more chances. Just like Andy Dalton and, and Baker and Carr. Trey yeah. just has to win MVP. I to me, I feel like Darnold, if it doesn't work here on this team, like he, he's had a bunch of excuses for a guy with fifty five career starts. So he's never had a good situation. Okay, here's your good situation, man. Do something with it. So do something different. If you can't, you're Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. You're Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. Your career backup at best. Uh, no QB would have been successful in the situation Sam was in, let alone Trey Lance. They are both unknowns, in my opinion. Both unknowns, in my opinion. Sam could be like Alex Smith. Trey could be poor man's hurts, or they both could be busts. I don't know, man. After 55 games and a college experience, are you really unknown at that point? I feel like it's known. I think Sam Darnold can do better with these weapons and in this offense than he's done in his life, but he's still going to be prone to turnover. He's still going to fumble. He's still going to see ghosts. I, I don't know if after five years I would say he's unknown. I mean, Alex Smith would be the comparison. Um, but I, I, I guess I guess if Alex Smith could do it. But, like, who is more in common with Alex Smith, Sam Darnold or Trey Lance? I guess he would say Darnold in the sense that he's been on bad teams with a lot of different coordinators and stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about, don't that, know about that. Alex was a good game manager, man. And I don't know if I'm if I would that's how I would label Sam Darnold. I think Alex was always a decent game manager. Well, here's the thing. Alex Smith turned his career around by not turning the ball over. He was a, he was he did turn the ball over a lot. He tried to do too much. Uh he stopped turning the ball over under Harbaugh and then went from there. Let's see if Darnold can do that because Trey already can do that. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like everyone glosses over the fact that Sam Darnold is a turnover machine, and every I mean, he makes bad decisions. He can't physically hold on to the ball. Do, do, That's not do, Trey. I they both care. have accuracy issues statistically. They both do. That's the thing that you hear all about these accuracy issues with Trey Lance. He threw twenty eight touchdowns and zero interceptions. Yeah, Ran and completed sixty six percent of his throws. That's yeah. an, I don't care what. Like, that's an insane. Yeah. That's it. Line that. That's insane. Yeah. And what does Sam do in college? I'm curious. What did he do his final year in college? He completed 63% of his throws his final year in college. He had a really nice year in 2016. That first year at USC, 67% of his throws, 31 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Great. And then he was, everyone thought he was going to be the number one pick next year. And then he came back in 2017, completed 63% of his throws through 26 touchdowns and 13 picks in 14 games. I mean, and that's who he is. That's who he is. And people were like, oh, he just had a one-off year. He lost a couple players. Like, no, nah, man, you're at USC. You're in, the, you're in Pac-12. You're a turnover machine in Pac-12. You're a turnover machine now. Sorry. And why do people, like, talk about his last games for Carolina last year as if it was like – Because great. they won. Yeah, but he But was he didn't do anything. He was horrible. He was bad. He was bad. He was bad. Seven touchdowns, three interceptions, uh, five fumbles. Yeah. Uh, 58% completion percentage. None of that was good. His last no. game was what five no. for fifteen? Yeah. Yards? If Trey Lance ever did that, people would never let him hear the end of it. But with Sam, it's like, well, you know what? Let's not talk about it. Trey's never been that bad at ever at anything ever in his life. Yeah. Anyway, this team has never marketed their number three pick weird. Why? Be, well, I, I don't think they have a ton of confidence in him right now. But 
They shouldn't have confidence in their ability to have confidence in quarterbacks. Like, you don't know. Why don't you let them play before uh, a full season before you? I think I, I think I the reason part, part of the reason is because they had Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster when they when they got him, and that's usually when you do it in that first year. Second year, they still had Jimmy kind of hanging out. I think there's a lot to do with not, you know, I don't know. Did they market Jimmy that much though? I don't. Not I really. feel like a little bit early on, but it was very much Debo. I mean, Kittle has been the face of the offense forever. Like. Yeah. It's very it's the whole culture of the team is the quarterback's just one of the guys, and I think the thing they liked about Jimmy is that he didn't elevate himself above the team. He was just one of the guys. He's happy to hand off a million times. Honestly, yeah. I think most quarterbacks aren't mark, like that. The next time they'll market a quarterback is if Brock Purdy comes back and he's the same guy he was last year. Yeah, then you're going to see a takeoff. I mean, Russell Wilson had a, had an office in the front office last year. Like a lot of quarterbacks aren't normal. They they make billions of dollars or not billions of dollars you know what i mean and yeah. jimmy at least isn't like that you know so i think yeah. a lot of people appreciate that about him and i think the niners want to have that culture why so when he leaves it's a bunch of guys on one-year contracts or rookie deal that's all you're going to see with the niners at quarterback rookie deals or one-year contracts yeah. until they find a franchise quarterback which they never will because they're always going to pass on you know the guys who are really talented because this is, this is the culture they want to have mm. and i don't you know for better or worse i think it's probably not going to get it done but it'll always be very good David Velez says, we forget with the talk about Gabbert was that he had a savant-type memory. I'm telling you, that's the same thing. He could learn an entire playbook inside of a week. How'd that work out? Yeah, he was he was pr the prototypical quarterback, Blaine Gabbert. Same with Darnold. It's just that they're not good. Why are they not good? They can't throw. Yeah. They're not, they can't throw. They can't put the ball where they want to put it consistently, and they turn the ball over a lot. The decision two of those things, yeah. decision-making yeah. and accuracy. With with Lance, he doesn't have the decision making problem. It's just statistically, it's been an accuracy thing. But again, we're talking about a uh, hundred throws, I think. Yeah. And I think he completed seventy percent of his throws in his win against Texas, the Texans. Um, he, so yeah, it's, it's a small sample size. With Sam Darnold, it's been this since twenty seventeen. Yeah. Glass half full guy says, "Are we completely out of the woods in terms of Trey being traded or, uh, still, or is that over and done with?" Big fan of you both. <gasps> well, why don't we talk about it right now, and then we'll get back back to the rest of the super chats. So Trey Lance didn't get traded during the draft. A lot of people feel, okay, okay, well, the Niners need to wait and see where Brock Purdy's at. Once he's cleared and back on the field, it, it's it's back. Then it's time to trade Trey Lance. The Niners clearly had a million offers for Trey, but they were like, no, not now. We need to wait for Brock. But when Brock comes back, they're going to be like, yeah. okay, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> Answer right. the phone. Is that, Do you think that's what's going on, or do you think Trey's going to be on this team this year? <laughs> I think Trace. Oh my gosh! So that's I think, how I talk. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Trace. The the chances of him being traded now are far less than they were going into the draft, right? All these teams found their quarterback. Okay, I guess somebody could get injured or whatnot. But if right here's here's what's got to happen. They're saying that you know Brock's going to be back ready week one. They're saying that Sam Donald's going to beat out Trey Lance, and now Trey Lance is QB three. And somebody's gonna want to trade for him. How did if they didn't want to trade if they didn't give yeah. the 49ers enough to get him during the draft? What happens when they found out Sam Darnold beats him out? They're gonna want to trade for Trey Lance? Like yeah. it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I mean, you just put him in a quarterback competition with Sam Darnold. If you want to know how to lower a person's trade value on your own, do that. What's right. funny is like we're gonna talk about McGlinchy in a little bit. The the Niners knew that Mike McGlinchy wasn't what they thought they were getting. They never said it. They never freaking said it. They never questioned his starting position. They, and they ended up 
getting a third round comp pick out of it. He got a, a ridiculous contract from the Broncos that they will instantly regret, but the Niners get a third round comp pick. And for them, they never opened their mouths. They always said he was good. They let him walk. They replaced him with McKivitz, who I think they think is just as good and probably tougher. And they profited out of it with Lance and with Jimmy by essentially blaming them and implying they didn't like him. Well, not, try to trade him now, buddy. I, come on, what are you thinking? So, no, there's no trade value here. It's their fault. You got him hurt. You talked down on him. You brought in Sam Donald. You put him in a competition. Then you tried to trade him. doesn't work that way in the real world. Here's how this, – this is why I never believed any of these rumors. And, of course, they were listening to offers on Trey Lance, but they were never building up his value. Never. No. They were hurting it. Yes. Never. <laughs> if they wanted to trade Trey Lance, just like when they wanted to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, they would be out – telling everybody who would listen how great he is, mm-hmm. right? That's what they did with Jimmy when they were trying to trade him. Mm-hmm. We didn't see any of that with Trey Lance. No. And it's it's just not going to happen going into the season. You're not – they used five freaking quarterbacks last year. People really think they're just going to roll with two? I don't see that at all. Also, you can't, you can't take a project, stash him, get him injured – wait a few years, and then put him back on the market and be like, hey, we want what we got for him. Like, in what world? Like, it doesn't work with any any type of commodity. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but just, let's just stick with quarterbacks. It's, it's like the Packers drafting Jordan Love in round one, putting him on the, on the bench for three years and being like, you know what? We don't like him anymore, but someone else will. Like, why? Yeah. You're not going to get anything for him. You got to stick with him, play him, show the league what you've done with him. And then if you want to trade him after he's played and showed something, then you can. But not after three years on the bench, you'll get yeah. nothing for him. So at that point, Jordan Love is worth more to the Packers than to anyone else. Trey Lance is worth way more to the 49ers than to anyone else because no one knows who the hell he is. Right. Right. And the evidence of that is they didn't accept any trade offers for him. Right. The, right. Their, their best chance of trading Trey Lance is if. He does well, and Brock right. Purdy does well this coming right. year. Then they might trade yes. him at that yes. point during or after the season. Because all teams know about Trey is like what the Niners tell him. And what the Niners are telling you is, we don't like him. You know, we brought in Darnold. We like Brock. We don't, we, we don't like him. We, we took him third, but we can move off of him. That's how, how, how we feel. But you should like him. There's a lot of potential there. Like, teams like, oh. Uh. Yeah. We want to see for ourselves first. <laughs> We're going to want to see a preseason game or something. Like, that's fair. I might, he's coming off an injury, too. Like, now is not the time to trade Trey Lance. It's just not. No. It's not at all. And it, so you don't get to do that. You, you traded up for him. You took him three. You don't get to move off of him for Sam Darnold. Brock Purdy's a great story, but he's hurt. You have to see this through. You yeah. created a mess. Clean it up. What's funny is... Uh... Larry came on my show yesterday and admitted that he lost the bet to me. And then, and then stand he, up guy. Yeah. Stand up guy. And then, he, and then he, we ended up making another bet about this, whether he's going to be traded before double or nothing, double or, not, double or nothing. But what's funny. It was that he was telling he was making the case for why Trey Lance's trade value has gone down so low, but then telling me he's going to be traded. I'm like, man, watch it back. Larry, <laughs> listen to your own reason. Yeah, no, hey, if you want to keep making bets, let's go, baby. Cause I'm hungry. I'm yeah. hungry. I need lunch, dinner, dessert. Yeah. No, I don't think he's getting traded before week one. I think he needs to play. I think he needs to play like Jordan Love needs to play. All of his value is based on a, a season from 2019, like before the pandemic. The world was a very different place back then, okay? I didn't know what StreamYard was. until I, I was living in an apartment. We were all very different people back then. He needs to play for him to have any type of real value. And so until, until then... His value is more real to the Niners than anyone else. He's here. They know him. He knows their system. He knows their players. Uh, 
don't give up on the project halfway through. You can't do it. Just because it's hard. Yeah. Just because Brock Purdy made it easy for two months. You can't do that. And here's the thing, Grant. John Lynch and Kyle Shannon seem to think this is the year for them, right? They, they've been talking about mm -hmm. we're going all in when they're talking about BA. This is the year. Good. You know, we're yeah. trying to do this this year. Trading Trey yeah. yeah. Trey Lance, it does Doesn't not Doesn't make you better this year. This year. This year, nah. But, you might get a conditional pick next year, but right. you're trying to – exactly. And you yeah. just went through five quarterbacks last year and you've acknowledged it publicly. Right. You need numbers. Yeah. You need numbers. Like three might not even be enough. Correct. Jacob Eason, you better have your phone ready. <laughs> Speed dial. Well, yeah. they be calling you. Niners Daddy says, Ryan looks like uh, read the tea leaves better. I think Kyle and John don't see eye to eye on Lance. Man, well, we'll never really know. But in, until he actually plays, like everyone's just guessing, really. He needs to play. Yeah. We're not guessing on Darnold. Hot Hands Hanan says, how many years has Darnold had since college where he and his entire team weren't learning a new playbook? Two coaches in college, tons of NFL, all bad too. Mistakes going to happen when that's the case. Sam Darnold is going to play better under this team with these weapons and this offense than he ever has. That is true, but he's still Sam Darnold. He's still going to throw yeah. interceptions. He's still going to fumble the ball. And if he doesn't, then that's great. But I, you know, I guess we'll see. That's going to play out pretty quickly. Yeah. Tony says it's so it's so but that we, it's so bad that we have to have these combos about the quarterback position. We need Trey Lance to start if Brock Purdy can't go. Sam Darnold can hold the clipboard. Lombardi is cheeks. Vince Lombardi? Vince Lombardi won a lot of championships. That's a, that's a funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, cheeks. That's the word of the day, I think. We've got two cheeks in the Super Chats. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand. Like, Sam Darnold, we need to see a little bit more of Sam Darnold. We haven't seen enough, but Trey Lance and his four starts, it's like, it's just putrid. His, his three career picks, it's like, get him out of here. You know, I, I don't know. It just seems um, inconsistent. I'd like to see the guy who hasn't played 55 career awful starts. I want to see the other when guy. We were, when, we, when you and I were like talking about who are they going to get, you know, we kind of thought about guys around Sam Darnold's talent level coming in to be the QB3 and the, mm -hmm. the insurance policy. That's what we talked about. So when it happened, it's not a surprise. Matt Mayoka, when they brought in Darnold, thought this is probably the only place Sam Darnold will come in to be a QB3 because of Brock's situation and Trey's unknown ability. He's here as an insurance policy. The odds of him beating out Trey Lance are slim. Yeah. At the same time, like, he just took a contract. Was it a one-year contract? $3 million with him, some incentives? Like, it's not like a lot of teams. He had a lot of options here. That You got a one-year deal? Nice. So you're hanging on to your career by a thread. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out here with the Niners, like, you might not even be in the league next year. Right. Sam. Yeah, I mean, I, Trey's going to be in the lead next year. This guy, yeah. he, he's going to get to start more than four games before he's pushed out. Yeah, because he and was the third he's pick. Out here, he's going to go somewhere and get another opportunity to be at least be a backup. He's so. I mean, young Blake Bortles was the third pick. He got to start like five years. He started like sixty games. Right. And he was trash. Right. So yeah, I mean, I, I would think it's fair to say that Trey Lance has a much longer, brighter future in the NFL than Sam Darnold. Niners might want to focus on the guy with the longer, brighter future who's younger. Dustin the Gale says, thoughts on Jed York dropping hints about draft picks on Twitter. Let's kick off this draft right. Roll tight, et cetera. Um, cringy. Like trying to get in on the party, on the action. They're like, okay, why don't you? Yeah. He's just a <laughs> funny man. He's a funny guy. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, she praise Mike says Grant honestly have you given up on Trey winning the starting job do you think he can, can wow them enough and also side note I wonder how D Gray feels 
Yeah, man. If it ain't trade, what is D Gray doing on the team? Um, can he win the job? I again, like if the Niners decide to go with Sam Darnold week one because his completion percentage was two points higher than Trey's in practice or some reason, like fine, okay, like see what happens. Go ahead. Like go go learn for yourself about Sam Darnold and then act surprised when he's exactly what we said he is. Do that. I think it depends on if you mean winning the starting QB job for week one versus are you talking about permanently on the Niners? Those two things are very different. You know, beating Sam Darnold for week one, I can see that happening. Beating the reputation and the legend of Brock Purdy is going to take Trey doing amazing and Brock coming back and doing bad for them to actually say, okay, Trey's And that's why Brock shouldn't want to play early in the season because if he plays early and Trey's plays late, it's setting up for that to happen. Yeah. Official BNA Music 88 says if Trey gets hurt and Sam plays, will, will people say back to Niner football after he throws two pick sixes? <laughs> Official BNA Music is on fire today. But they will. Dustin the Gale, I will. Theory. The only scouting Kyle did on Darnold was watching his YouTube highlight reel right before the press conference and thought he is him. <laughs> he's he's he uh he liked Darnold before the draft when Darnold was coming into the league. So did his dad. So yeah. that's on yeah, that's been documented all day, every day. Kim says Matt getting more respect than Trey. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I think it's funny. I feel like Trey not like sort of being away for two years has allowed a lot of people to talk really recklessly because he hasn't been able to play and put any evidence on film. And a lot of people's biases have come out. A lot of people's emotional preferences have come out. Mm-hmm. And eventually he'll play and, you know, end the debate. But right now there's a lot of nothing to debate over. And you see people talking. The people who talk the loudest about this, I feel like, are the people that have the most inner biases that they don't even understand. It's like, dude, why don't we just acknowledge that it's been a very long two years and we still need to see something right you know yeah pretty much all three of these quarterbacks are unknowns and any other opinion outside of that i mean like you could think one thing or another but all three of these quarterbacks have question marks attached to them niner says at the end of the day i think kyle plays the best quarterback whoever it is if they start Darnold week one and he continues to be Darnold and turns the ball over, do you understand how stupid kyle's gonna look i'm not even trying to take a shot at kyle kyle's cool cool by me um like, I have nothing personally against him. But he has to know that, man. Like, you're putting yourself out there for Sam Darnold. It's one thing to be like, hey, Sam's not trash. Like, he can be our backup. That's cool. Whatever, man. That's fine. Like, to be like, hey, hey, forget Trey Lance. I'm actually focusing all my attention on Darnold. That's the guy I want. That's our franchise quarterback. Like, that's a whole different thing to say. Why even put yourself out there like that? Yeah. You don't have to do that. You could be end up being like the smart guy. Like, hey, we took a chance on Donald. He imp- impressed us. You don't have to say that he's great. You look dumb if he's wrong. If you're wrong, and you're most likely gonna, he's not going to be great. I think they're just shell shocked from what happened last year, and they're like, hey, let's get his, the best quarterback we can get in here. That's relatively inexpensive, and that they chose Sam Donald. I think what really is is that Kyle is like us. I, I give Kyle a lot of crap, but I think deep down he's a lot like us, and I think he's. He sees Brock for what he is. You know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. thinking he's thinking, look, I can win with Brock. Love Brock. Good kid. Come on. Yeah. Come on. It's me. It's, the, it's, it's, it's Christian. It's George. So if I can do that with Brock, I can do it with Sam. I'm not saying Sam's great. He's not great. But yeah. neither's Brock. Neither's right. Bro- I think that's basically what he's th- So when he comes out and says Sam has as good of a skill set as there is, 
I mean, you're supposed to say stuff like that. I, th- I think he's actually a very cynical person who's actually kind of negative and critical. I think he definitely understands what Sam Darnold is. Like, he understands what Brock is. He, he was asked questions as soon as they signed Sam Darnold, what he thinks of Sam Darnold. And he, he said that about – what did I look up? Who did he say that about? It was somebody else, too. Who was it? Nick Mullins or somebody? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. not Mullins, but – Was it Bethard? I'm sure he's – yeah. It was somebody. Probably Bethard. Probably yeah. Bethard. That sounds about right. He said the same thing. Like, it's just talk. Monsatore says Darnold had weapons in Carolina and one with CMC. Also, the whole thing, good point. The whole thing with Darnold is he has no confidence, so you have to build him up. You can't say, yeah, you know, he's okay. You can't say that. The <laughs> yeah. whole thing is, you, what, what did uh, Harbaugh do for Alex Smith? He was like, no, so, he's, my, he's my starting quarterback. He's a good starting quarterback. <laughs> right. That right. was the whole thing. And he didn't even believe it because he switched out, switched him out for Colin Kaepernick as soon as he could. And here's the thing is, like, I really think they are going to give them, give them an opportunity to compete with Trey. But in order to get Sam Darnold to come here, He's going to have to tell Sam Darnold, yeah, we'll give you an opportunity to compete. And I think they are going to do that. He's not going to say he has no chance. He's QB3. He's QB3. He's an insurance policy. He's not going to say that to him. I mean, what are they supposed to say? Also, with Jimmy out and Brock Hurt, and you're trying to get one of another, like one of a couple quarterbacks to lead the team potentially, like, Make them make them earn it. Make them compete yeah. because neither one has really earned it in a game on this team. So right. don't name either one a freaking starter. Like, yes, just let it play out organically. And I'm a little nervous about that because I feel like you know this team as a culture, the offense is clicky. We've talked about it. Donald's already friends with the click, so a li- that works in his favor. But as we said, hey man, you you win the job and you start week one. Well, let's see you hold on to it in real games. And because that's been like, like physically hold on to the job. People don't think people think I'm like just this crazy Trey guy because I defend him I all do. the time, right? Oh no, I thought you could say crazy. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> people think I'm like just constantly like if Trey Lance can't beat out Sam Donald, here's the thing. I'm a coach. I welcome yeah. competition. If Trey Lance should be obviously and undeniably better than Sam Donald if he's who we think he is. And if he's not and they're willing to spend eight million dollars more for. Hold Sam on, Donald. hold on though, hold on though. That's a what, have you ever have you ever seen uh, my cousin Vinny? I have, yes. Okay, okay, okay. So they get, you know, they get caught for murder, but they didn't do it, and they they have to get a uh, an, a defense attorney, and they don't have any money because they're kids. So they either have their cousin Vinny, yeah, or the the public defendant. Okay, and the public defendant is really impressive when they talk to him and he lays out a whole thing and then he goes, you know, in front of the judge and he can't talk. He stutters and he's just a a complete disaster. Like I'm afraid that's Sam Darnold, you know, you get him in the practice field, no pressure. He looks great. Right. He looks really good. And then he has to play a real game and he's fumbling. He's turning the ball over. Like I, you know, maybe Trey's Joe Pesci where you know, he's a little rough around the edges, not that experienced, just past the bar. But if you actually get him in the game, he's a gamer. Sam Darnold is decidedly not a gamer. Yeah. So not a gamer. That's all I'm saying. I think he's the public defendant, my cousin Vinny. <laughs> I think Sam Darnold is going to struggle against the number one defense in the NFL. Good he's going to struggle. Those turnovers he's, are going to happen. Yeah. Dude, if, if, fumbles, if Christian McCaffrey is on the field in training camp, the quarterbacks are just going to check down to him relentlessly because that's going to goose up their numbers. Yeah. Khalil says, thoughts on Demo changes the number to two. Good move. 38 is not a good number. Made him yeah. look clunky. Click like a safety. I like Deuce. 
I like Deuce. Now, I think he's a better cornerback now that he isn't a single number. Deuce. Yeah. Schedule is very important as well, says Monsa. It's going to be tough, sure man. Is. It's sure going to be tough. Now, I think the 49ers could probably go as far, if not farther, probably at, at least as far this year, just early, but their, their record might not be the same. Yeah. Deshaun DeVoe says everybody needs to chill. Yeah. Let this play out. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Brock Purdy had a nice season, but in business, you should trust. But verify we can trust that Purdy can play, but we have to verify he's our franchise quarterback. Verification is the is the uh, key to that comment. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Ain't no verification. Flave's back with his own logo. That he came he came back during uh, during Larry's. I was watching Larry's show on Saturday, and he just came back. He was two and he decided to go back to play. Mm. If Trey wows the coaching staff in practice like he did in his first year, plus the, this competition is over, Trey will have that practice squad back locked up by camp. Okay, so uh, Flav, great to have you. Flav always has like, and there's a lot of people like Flav where there's like a gleeful, hey, Trey sucks and he's going to prove it again. And, you know, he, he wows him like in a snarky way. Like it really brings Flav. He says like, I, I'm not rooting against Trey, but it brings Flav pressure to quote unquote tell the truth about Trey Lance and write him off really quickly. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's – there's a type there. You're like, wh- why? Why are you so happy to write off? You're a 49er fan, and he has four starts. It's so weird. Flav gone Flay. It's weird. I don't know. It's a type Flav of fan. Play. But no, no, I think what it is, it's the Jimmy thing. There were – there are Niner fans, but there was also like Jimmy fans. Yes. And Jimmy got like ridiculed out of town. It wasn't just that he got replaced. Like, a lot of people made fun of Jimmy for years. And I think Jimmy fans, it's like, it's, it's revenge. It's like, okay, it's, now, it's, now it's Trey's turn. Now it's Trey's turn. It's Trey, Trey pushed Jimmy out of town. Okay, here's how it feels, buddy. Here's how it feels for everyone to say everything you do isn't good enough. I think it's basically that. Yeah. Is that fair? I, th- I think it's definitely fair. I think they're yeah, bitter. Because, I mean, I, we, a lot of us did that with Jimmy. Like, I don't care how many games he wins. I don't care what his completion percentage is. He's not good enough. He's not yeah. good enough. And I think basically... Jimmy, I don't know if Jimmy, because they're not going to follow Jimmy to the Raiders. They're going to stay on the Niners, and they're just going to be Brock fans and just nitpick Trey to death because they feel like, hey, fair's fair. That's what happened to Jimmy. You don't like it? Don't be in the NFL. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think it's what it is. I think so. That's too bad because you know I'm a Jew, but an eye for an eye, it just leads to everyone being blind. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Kev F says uh, rank the goats: Curry, Rice, Bonds, Ricky, Montana. Damn, dude. Curry's not done yet. That's what's so intriguing about his career arc. He's not done Curry. yet. Curry's first to me right now already. Already. Curry. Who? Montana and Rice kind of neck to neck. And then and then I would actually off. put Rice number one. Rice played in Rice is the greatest athlete of all time, I feel like. Just in terms of longevity, longevity. and pr- pr- prolificness. I mean, I think you could put him up against Babe Ruth, Willie Mays. Like his records are stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he has four Super Bowl rings, whereas Montana has three. But Curry, he's working on five right now. So he's yeah. not – it could end up being Curry, yeah. But I think yeah. right now it's got to be Rice. Bonds tainted Rice. his whole legacy, and that's how I feel. Ricky Ricky is, is my favorite, I think, athlete of all time. I freaking love Ricky Henderson. Ricky's amazing, but out of Ricky these guys, Henderson. he would be fifth to me or be last out of these guys. I would have to say so. I would have to say so. Uh, official BNA Music 88 says, back in D.C., Mike Shanahan once said in a presser he put his reputation on Rex Grossman being good. Sam Darnold and Kyle, like father, like son. They love backup quarterbacks. Love them. <laughs> and they're always, like, prefer the backup quarterback to the starter, which is, yeah. you know. 
the problem right now. M Webb says thoughts on the Seahawks draft. I would trade a second round pick and Drew Locke for you to cover my Hawks grant. You funny as hell. Uh, I loved the Seahawks draft. Loved yeah. it. And I felt like the Seahawks went from a team where they had to tear it down to rebuild it. They did it in two years. They did it in a year. That team had Russell Wilson on. It was going nowhere now. They have, they're like back-to-back really good drafts. Um, yeah, Niners should be a little worried about them. I think, I still think Niners probably, if I had to rank them, they're second after the Eagles right now in the NFC. But the NFC got a lot tighter. I mean, the Cowboys did good things. The Seahawks did good things. The Bears did good things. I mean, the NFC is going to be a little tighter than it was last year, I think. I agree. Uh, she praised Mike, says, if Trey wins, which I hope he does, tell Kittle start making up excuses on why I can't play until Purdy comes back. I hated that last year when all of a sudden Kittle got hurt in practice before week one, missed the first two games. I was like, oh, what? He needs you, buddy. Get on the field. Yeah. Oh, that was rough. But I'm not saying he faked it or anything. It was just really bad timing. Flave says BT Dub is public defender, not public defendant. I'm convicted of it. I said public defendant. Yikes. Khalil says, uh, you're wrong. Wilt Chamberlain is best athlete ever. Yeah, man. I, someone said he ran a four six or something at at seven feet. Like he I, apparently his like athletic numbers was just crazy. He could he could run the like the quarter mile in less than fifty seconds. Would have been fun to watch. Will yeah, that's a good debate. I mean, I, I could put Michael Never Jordan saw him play. in there. You could put Deion Bill Russell Sanders. said Will was the greatest player of all time. Bill Russell played him. Yeah, Bill Russell's from Oakland too. All right, Michael, we have yeah. one minute left to get through five more topics. So speed round. No, we got all some time, right. but we do have four more topics. Uh, what do you think the 49ers learned from the Mike McGlinchey experience? I think they learned a lot. They don't talk about it. They, they smiled through it, as the coach on my channel says. But I think they always knew that he was not what they were. He's not a top 10 pick. Um, and they let him go, and they didn't replace him. They just have Colton McKivitz here. And they said, like, oh, you know, we couldn't, re- we couldn't, we couldn't afford a great player like Mike McGlinchey. But at the same time, they didn't feel they needed to replace him. They're like, yeah, McKivitz is... Kibitz is pretty much just as good. Uh, what do you think they learned from this experience? That's tough, man, to, to figure out what they learned. Uh, I mean, maybe what we saw this in this draft, right, not to not to go after that capital. The 49ers might think they can crack the code and get guys late rounds. I mean, they got that UDFA that we're going to talk about later. Uh, but you know what? Something I didn't know. Maybe you knew. But I I took it as news when they talked about how, they, how John Lynch talked about they were going to trade – they were considering trading Mike McGlinchey last year. Right. They talked about that in the press conference. Were you aware yeah. of that? They said that, yeah, because they knew they were going to resign him, and they knew he's not that good. Um, it's very interesting to me. Were you aware I, that I, they were going to do that? Though? No, I didn't. He said it, yeah. but I, I believe it. I, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that tells you something. Um, yeah, I don't know if they really have learned enough from the Mike McGlinchey experience. You know, I don't know. I wanna, I'm going to hear your thoughts on this, and then I'll retort. Well, I think they realized that – the right tackle in their system, you don't need to get that guy in round one. Like, in, unless you're getting Lane Johnson or Tristan Wirfs, they don't need to be spending first-round picks on the right tackle spot because McGlinchey was the ninth pick in the draft. But he's... And he's a perfect fit for their run scheme. Like, he's everything they wanted from a right tackle. But he's not... He's 6'8", 300. I mean, he's light. He plays at, like, 290. He's light. He doesn't have the quickness to play left tackle. He's a pure right tackle in Kyle Shanahan's scheme. And like that guy is always going to look bad in pass protection. He's light. He's high cut. And I think Kyle's okay with that. McGlinchey didn't cost the Niners wins. He just, made it, he just embarrassed himself a couple of times a game. 
he'd be airborne. He'd be on his back and be like, oh my God, there's Mike McGlinchey, number nine pick. Like, this is a bad look for him. From Kyle's perspective, like, yeah, it's true, but like, he, we didn't lose. Like, he just looked bad. So I think, you know, they feel if you're going to have that kind of player, don't put the target on his back. Don't draft him in round one. Just go with a guy like Colton Kivis in round five who can do who you can also win with and won't cost you games. Um, it's just devalue the position, essentially. Devalue the freaking position. They they didn't they draft they brought in a guy, Joey Fisher, this year. Like I don't even know if he can stay at, at tackle, but I, I think they feel like, you know, it's the guy's gonna look bad in pass protection. We can work around it. Uh just get a guy later. If that's what they learn and that's what they think, I still think it's a mistake. I really do. Yeah, they I may do. have been able to win with Mike McGlinchey. Like you could, yeah. he's good enough to yeah, win. Yeah, good enough. But he's good not enough. great. Like he's not nope. helping you win ball games. Nope, he's not. And right? neither is McKivitz. That's what if that's what they learned, and that's their opinion. I think they're wrong. I think I agree. they, I they agree. need to invest in this line more than they have. And you know, Cole McKivitz is gonna have to show me a lot for me to think otherwise. I still think outside of quarterback, offensive line is the most important position on the team. And the 49ers continue not to invest crazy heavily into it. I I still think it's a mistake. But you know, I you know, I was wrong about Aaron Banks. Maybe I'm wrong about Colton McKivitz, but I think Aaron Banks is the exception, not the rule. I just don't see how they could get a better right tackle. Like this is the ninth pick in the draft. They took him over Colton Miller, who was a left. This is what they wanted. He's a right tackle. He fits their scheme. He's six eight. He's three hundred pounds. Like that's what they want. And the downside of that type of right tackle is he's weak. He's weak. He gets pushed around. Lane Johnson is 6'6", 325. He's a whole lot stronger than Mike McGlinchey, who's 6'8", like plays at 285 at some times. He's just going to get pushed around. But when he was younger, he was a hell of a run blocker, and that's all the Niners care about. They're a run-first team. The right side of their line is, is the side that, that does the outside zone. they got to be small and quick, and the, the, what you're giving up is pass protection. They're okay with that. Yeah. Kyle works around it. His dad worked around it in the nineties. They they know how to do it. I don't know. You can win a Super Bowl that way, but they they want to they want to be configured that way. And yeah. so, just fans won't understand when you take that guy with the ninth pick in the draft because you can't take a good scheme fit right tackle with the ninth pick. So now the nine has gone to the other end of the spectrum. Okay, we'll get him as an undrafted free agent. Really? You couldn't? I mean, there's no other in between of a, of a scheme fit right tackle. Like if you could get that. You could get a starting right tackle for what you're asking him to do. I feel like you get that in round three or round four for this. You got Burford last year in round four. He's a good scheme fit. He's kind of small, but he fits your scheme. I don't know. I'm going to be interested like, to see what these right tackles that were drafted in the second round, how they, what kind of careers they end up having. Here's the thing is the 49ers need a right tackle, in my opinion. Maybe Colt McKivitz is the truth. But they also are going to need a left tackle really soon as well. So I, I feel I really wish they would have invested a little bit. That's one thing about this draft that doesn't sit really well with me. But hey, shall prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. But I, 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 I do have to invest in some tackles at some point. I asked Kyle Shanahan why it's easier to draft defensive linemen than offensive linemen. He launched right into it, which I like. He, he always has good answers, and he said, "Well, with defensive linemen, you can just give him a role. You know, if he's if he's good against if he's a good pass rusher and bad against the run, I don't have to play him against the run. I can put him in a role. With the offensive linemen, you can't do that. Although they." They did a little bit with Burford last year, but there was a rotation. But he's essentially saying, like, can I play you 100% of the snap? If I play you 100% of the snaps, will you lose the game for me? That's how he thinks about offensive linemen. And he has played McKivitz. He started him against the Rams last year and against the Rams the year before that and won both games. So in Kyle's mind, he knows he can play McKivitz 100% of the snaps and win 
He's beaten the Rams twice. Uh, Burford, he doesn't even know that yet. Like, he wouldn't trust Burford for an entire game last year. So he's working up to that. But if that's all, all you think of offensive linemen is like, are you going to lose the game for me? If I, you're never going to have a good offensive line. You don't, you don't value the position. Like, what about in Philly, they have an offensive line that wins games for them. Detroit's building one like that too. But you, you, all you strive for is don't mess up. Mm, I don't know. I don't I think that's good Forrester enough. Did. I wonder what Forrester did on draft night. Like, did he go home to his wife? I'm like, damn it, babe. I, not, I didn't, they need me a tackle again, damn it. You know? They asked me who I liked. I gave them a full list of every position. <laughs> and they gave me anyone, and yet they spent a third-round kick on a kicker. And, and she's like, a kicker? Yeah, a kicker. I swear, I, I can't make this up. They took two tight ends. Not just right. one, but two. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I, I just don't. I don't know why they don't value them as high as like everyone else. Like they, they, they like to be different. That's for sure. They definitely do. We'll see if it's a formula for success. It's crazy to me because yeah. to me, like, if you can keep your quarterback upright, you can always win. That's how it works in the NFL. And the Niners, more than any team, have a have trouble keeping their quarterback upright. Yes. And their response to that is, well, the quarterback's got to do a better job of keeping their self keeping themselves upright. That's how they talk. Like, no, you have to put together a better offensive line. And the way their offensive line works is the left side is big and strong. Trent Williams, 6'5", 320. Aaron yeah. Banks, 6'5", 325. Big. Um, great. Jake Brendel, smaller. Fine. So is Jason Kelsey. The right side of that offensive line is always really small. Spencer Burford, 6'4", 300. Mike McGlinchey, 6'8", 300. Colton McKivitt, 6'6", 300. Like, it's light. It gets yeah. pushed around. But that's by design because when they run outside zone, they need those guys getting out on those reach blocks and getting downfield. So they're so committed to running outside. Like, who cares about freaking outside zone? It doesn't it's – a, it's a passing league. And you, your whole right side of your offensive line is there for a run place? Well, guess what? And then I was like, well, we we're always winning. We want to run. Yeah, but when you're in the NFC Championship game and you got to pass, like, they're not going to block a damn person, man. They're not going to block anyone. And now look at Philly's defensive line. It's even bigger now. It's even better now. And, like, you, you're trotting out Spencer Burford and Colton Kivitz, like, because they can reach block on run plays. Like, okay, guy. All right. Okay. It, okay. it kind of all goes back to their philosophy of just the run-heavy style that they play. You know, they, they value – And the type of run, run. though. Yeah. They got to have the outside zone. Like, okay. hey, Philly runs the ball too, but they don't really give a damn about running outside zone. They're much more of a shotgun inside zone team, and they, they have road graders in their offensive line. Every single one except for their center. Both guards, both tackles, at least 6'6", at least 325. Big freaking guys that yeah. push you around. They push the Niners around the NFC Championship game. The Niners, Banks and, Banks and Trent Williams can do it, but no one else can. I would love to see Kyle Shanahan – have that 2012 49ers offensive line to work with. Oh, it would be crazy. That was that was a physically imposing one. All day, every day, Kim says Bo Jackson or LeBron, no doubt. Dude, Bo Jackson was definitely probably the most athletic United American of my lifetime, I would yeah. have to say. Bo Jackson, yeah. dude. I fight with Jesse on this one. My favorite stat about Bo Jackson was that, um, not stat, but fact, he never went to training camp. He played baseball, mm -hmm. and he loved baseball like he loved football. So when baseball was over, you know, end of September, he was in the Royals. They sucked. He would just walk over to the – he would just go to the A's, no training camp, nothing. Marcus Allen, Hall of Famer, hey, you're a backup now, both <laughs> starting, and he would average five and a half yards a carry. Like, yeah. <laughs> who, the, who else could ever, ever do that? That's yeah. all you got to know. I'm trying to think what And he ran like a 4-1. 
What's the Native American in the Olympics back in the day? Joe? Oh, I don't know. I don't. He, he was like that. He he could okay. do everything. Yeah. Ultimate natural. Tony says maybe we have yet to see what they're what they've learned from drafting MM. We have a first this coming year. Maybe they'll draft an OT. Ryan always sounds uh, sad, sad. Cheer up. No, I bet you they will draft a, a right. Maybe they will draft a right tackle in the first round next year. Although if they if they're drafting a right tackle who fits their scheme and is day one ready, man, doesn't make sure he's not the next Mike McGlinchey, please, because Tony, you can't. Tony, I'm always happy. Actually, man, I'm just laid back. I'm just chilling. But no, I'm actually a very happy person. Oscar says, "Would you pick up Trey's fifth year? Not yet. See what That's he does. Very expensive. See yeah. what he does." All right. Um, which rookie do you think will make the most immediate impact, excluding Jake Moody? Obviously, it's going to be Jake Moody. Other than the kicker, which rookie do you think will, mo- will make the most immediate impact? Man, it's tough. It, to me, it's either Luter or Brown. But I think I, I just really like Brown, man. I think Brown is going to be with the 49ers for 10 years. Like, he's that kind of player to me. I think he might make the biggest impact. I could see Luter making a really big impact early as well. So it's going to be one of those two guys, in my opinion. Brown is going to be, I think, a like maybe the best player from this draft. But Tashawn Gibson is one hell of a pro, and it's going to be tough to take his job right out the gate. He may not. He may not. He may be like Talanoa, where the first year he has to get his feet underneath him. He could go either way. Were you surprised um, though when when Kyle Shanahan talked about, you know, we like. It was weird to me. We yeah. like Huff and Gibson, but we're not yeah. going to appoint anybody. Like, wow, I thought for sure Huff had it on. Oh, line. yeah. You know what I mean? That was crazy. Well, maybe he was just being diplomatic. Um, yeah. So, also Cam Latu, like, even though I th- feel like that was a reach, and that, but that was a Kyle pick. And you know how Kyle feels? Kyle feels like Tyler Croft lost the NFC Championship game, and Cameron Latu is here because he's a better blocker than Tyler Croft straight up. So, there's a role for Cam Latu right now. And he's going to have to earn it. But he could get on the on the field just to be the blocking tight end. I feel like D. Winters is going to be the starting Sam linebacker, mm-hmm. and that, that he's not doesn't mean he's going to play. I mean, Sam linebacker plays like a third of the snaps. Yeah, uh, Nickel plays more than him, but I think he's going to play a lot. Dre Greenlaw has gotten injured a little bit. I think D. Winters is going to have a big impact. I just have a feeling he's going to be D. Yeah. The, the reason why I like Luter though too is like unfortunately, knock on wood. When was the last time the two starting corners for the 49ers made it through the season? Agreed. Uh, so I feel like Luter can have an opportunity there at some point. Luter uh, reminds me of Emmanuel Mosley. He's really good. I like he him a lot. Um, who other? What other quarterbacks will make an immediate? I mean, what other players will make players will make an immediate impact? Not Robert Beal. He's a project. Um, I think. I mean, I think it's it's possible that they get you know the the second tight end. What's his name? Uh, the second tight end they drafted, I can't think of his name. Oh, uh, Braden Willis. Braden Willis. I think he, he yeah. might actually make an impact more than uh, Luda. I think that's Lots possible. Of, yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, and then Kalen LeBorn running back. We're going to talk about him. Yeah. There's always a, there's always an undrafted rookie running back. This guy might be like the this. most. He was the 23rd ranked prospect coming out of high school. He was the number one running back in the nation coming out of high school. Like. All these guys had a, a, a weird um, college experience because COVID cut it in half. Yeah. So a lot of these guys are a little bit older and bounced around. But, dude, we're going to talk about it. Anyway, so there's a lot of rookies that could make. I like Luter a lot. I think I don't know if he starts right away, but I think he's going to end up being a starter for this team. And I think him and Jair Brown will be starters for a while in that secondary. Yeah. With you. 
Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Luter reminds me of uh, Prince Akamura a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The kind of, it's kind of Prince Amuk- me. Okay. All yeah. right. Or Amukamura. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Um, JK Ryan, hot take, best rookie this year, Jeff Fisher. What? Jeff Fisher? I don't know. I don't know, bro. Jeff Fisher. Know, oh, uh, what about Ronnie Bell? Uh, that one's different for me, man. Like, I was trying to think, who are the 49ers going to keep at receiver? Is I don't know. Ronnie Bell might be able to beat out. They didn't throw Ray. the ball to Ray Ray very much. I feel like Ray Ray was more of like a running back slash screen guy. Like, you know? He did do good on the on special teams, though. He did. No, he's good. I I wonder yeah. like is Danny Gray getting pushed off this team for Ronnie Bell? Like what is what does Danny Gray do? I'm curious. He better he better do something because Ronnie Bell seems like he can do a lot. Those three are question mark. Ronnie Bell, Danny Gray, yeah. Ray Ray McLeod. I'm not sure about those three. Which one of them actually going to make the team? Maybe all of them. You know, it's Maybe fu- all it's all funny them. if we had this conversation last year after the draft, like which rookie's going to make the most immediate impact. The answer would have been Spencer Burford. I wouldn't have said Spencer Burford coming out of the draft. I didn't know who he yeah. was or what the plan was there. So we might be all wrong. It, I probably would have said Drake Jackson last year. Yeah. But it wasn't Drake Jackson. It was Spencer Burford. And I think that's interesting, too. Maybe the Niners, another thing they may have learned from this uh, experience, you take Drake Jackson in the second round, like the expectation is he's going to be a three-down starter at some time. You, you don't need to take a rotational rusher in the second round because what you did this year was take a rotational rusher at the end of the fifth round. Perfect spot. And that guy runs a 4-4, and he's 6-5. Like, Drake Jackson's a 6-2 tweener who runs like a 4-7-4-8. Like, you didn't need to do that. And you took him over offensive linemen who play three downs. Something they're learning. Now, yeah. they didn't take an offensive lineman this year, but they waited a little bit longer to take the edge rusher because, again, if you're taking a guy on day, on day two – Got to be a three-down starter eventually. That's my question with Latu, too. Like, yeah, you're an upgrade as a number two tight end right now. Are you going to be a legit starting three-down tight end at some point in your career? Because if not, there was a, probably a starting offensive lineman there. Probably. Yeah, the tight end, the tight ends they chose, man, like, I don't hate the picks, but I think Latu. I don't hate him. I think Latu's definitely a potential guy. Yeah. And it seemed like there might have been a couple tight ends there that were, like, ready to go. My thing with Kyle and his picks in round three is they're always reaches, always reaches for need. And then you look at them and it's like there's something unremarkable about who they are athletically. Like Trey Sermon. Let's look at Trey Sermon. He was a third round pick. Kyle liked him, traded up for him. Uh, he ran a 4-6. You look at his testing. It's like, wait, wait, wait. Like, why are you going in round three? Oh, and you were projected to go later. Like, okay, so why did, the, why did Kyle take you? Oh, he had some big games, right? He had some big games in the playoffs, a few good games. Like, okay, that's what Kyle does. So, so what is it about Latu that drew Kyle's attention? Like, not his athletic numbers, not his production. Was it like that he went for 60, 90, and a, and a, and a touchdown against Tennessee this year in that game that everyone saw on television? Like, I don't know. But I feel like there's something, there's some, something that these third-round busts have in common. And I don't, I don't know. I'm not calling Latu a bust yet. I don't want to say that about him. But yeah. it definitely felt like a, a Kyle reach. You know, a lot of the things that 49ers do, too, that I've noticed is they're really heavy on character. That's like a yes. big, big thing. Yes. And that's yes. that's actually commendable and good, but it also could mean you're missing out on some high-quality, talented players. So I'm Right, because McGlinchey, super character guy. Solomon Thomas. Latu's the same way. Really good yeah. guy. Smart guy. Yes, for sure. And so, you know, I don't know, man. Latu might end up being the man. I don't know. Uh, it's just it, – it, oh. 
there seemed to be a, a few other guys there that would have just been like no brainers. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, man. Flave says that dude met Joey Fisher. Sorry. And Braden Willis looks like a possible backup replacement for uh, use to me. Use check. You think he could play fullback 100% of the time? Um, mm, possible. I mean, he's 6'4, 240. Use check's 6'1, 240. Usually fullbacks are a little more compact. What's the, um, what's the uh, Jack guy they got from Oregon? He might. Coletta? Yeah. Or Poe. know that they're going to be using a full. What, what do you need a full? What is, what is the whole fullback <laughs> thing to me is so yeah. gimmicky. Just so to kind of say you have one. Like, yeah, he. What does he give you that a second tight end wouldn't give you? Okay, so he, he's more in the backfield than he on the line of scrimmage. Like, it's the same thing. And you don't really throw him the ball that much. I, I feel like when Juszczyk's done, the fullback's done. I mean, when, he, when Kyle was in Atlanta with the best offense he's ever had, they had they had Patrick DeMarco, who was a guy they used a little bit. But essentially, when they were ready to mean, when they actually were ready to score points, it was a three wide receiver offense with, was it Taylor Jacobs was the guy's name? What was it? I forget his name. But anyway, they had uh, Travis Benjamin, Mohamed Sanu, and a speed threat in the outside. Like, enough of the use check thing. It's, run, it's, it's rinky dink stuff. It does get I'm paid sorry. quite a bit of money. Yeah. Yeah, to go in motion. Yeah. Okay, Joey Fisher was the Niners' priority signing this offseason. He was projected to go in round three. I mean, Mel Kuyper had the Niners taking him, I think, at pick 101. Small school guy uh, went to Shepard, tested off the chart, 6'4", 296, 32-inch arms, played tackle in college, built like an interior offensive lineman, probably going to get moved to the interior because 32-inch arms is a problem. That's yeah. really short. And frankly, it's it's really short for guards too. Like if he could play center, that would be great. Because yeah. at center, I think he profiles kind of similarly athletically to like Creed Humphrey and some of the best centers in the league. But anywhere else, I, I don't know, man. You got it with those 32. How do you block Eric Armstead with 32 inch arms? That seems hard. He's talented. I mean, he's got here's the thing. He ran four nine forty, which is great at that size. Like that's amazing. He also put up 40 reps on the bench, I believe. I mean, having short arms helps a little bit with that, but he's super strong. But, yeah, I mean, he played in D2. He's never really blocked a high caliber of player. At best, we'll see him sophomore year, more like third year. We, he might actually be in play. I think he's he's going to be a project, I think. Yeah. yeah. He's going to have to adjust to the talent level that he'll be facing in the NFL. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like everything about – I don't care about the talent level, honestly, like – and the coach who was on with me yesterday made a good argument for just putting him at, at tackle. Like, hey, man, all the players that put it, the Niners put it right tackle, suck in pass protection anyway. Like, who cares? <laughs> I, <laughs> that's true. I just feel like even at guard, those 32-inch arms are a little problematic. Like, yeah, the way the right. NFL is now, on third down, a lot of the times those guards get singled up against, you know, edge rushers who are reduced inside. I mean, that's what Arden Key, a lot of teams have guys like that. And those guys are 6'5 with length. And if you're... 32-inch arms, you can't even touch them a lot of the times. So I heard that he took um, snaps at his pro day. The fact that he didn't get drafted, the fact that he'll be on the practice squad, you can take as much time. Like, he is a developmental player. I know he's a little bit older. But if he can learn to take snaps, I feel like he could be a really good center. And you look at Jake Brendel. He was developed over like his entire twenty. Like, he he was on practice squads for a long time, and then eventually became a starter. Maybe, but he played center in college. I don't know if this guy could do it, but it'd be interesting to see if he could do that. Didn't they just get Brendel four years? It's funny that yeah, the Forty ers have a lot of these 
they actually have a lot of depth at center and guard right now. Like a lot of depth of like a lot of like developmental type centers and guards. They have, I mean, they got Zakel, they got Poe, they got this guy, they got Brendel, obviously. They brought in Feliciano, I believe his name Feliciano, if I'm saying it correctly. They got a lot of those guys, but mm-hmm. what they don't have is a lot of tackles. It's it's kind of even McKivitz is like yeah. kind of a guard tackle tweener. You got, know, you got Jalen Moore, and then you got Zakel, who's like. I was like, I, I even I asked John Lynn straight up before the draft, like, hey, do you see Zakel as a tackle? No. He was like, yeah, no, uh, he kind of has like Inside flexibility. Game. We kind of see him as a guy who could play all five positions. It's like, okay, and that's McKivitz too. He's played guard for you, so you essentially have one tackle on your team. Yeah, it's a very important position. I don't get that, man. And you, you got, got a great coach. I don't know. I, I I don't think we had a very good answer for what the Niners learned from the uh, McGlinchey experience because I think it freaked him out. I think it freaked him out. From their perspective, man, he checked every box. He was their ideal right tackle. They took him with the ninth pick. They're never going to take a right tackle that high again. And he was a flop. He was not what they wanted. No Pro Bowls, no second contract. Like, what do they, so what do they do? Okay, we'll just, we won't draft the position. Like, uh, I don't know if that's a solution. You, you might want to update your what your profile is for a right just tackle. How about that? Better. Draft better. Yeah, but you just, just draft better. The coach yeah. says I will not put up with Latu slander just because Kyle Fugazi third on reach history. Fair. <laughs> I'm not saying Latu's going to be like Akello or Trey Sermon. I did compare him to Trey Sermon. Let me take that away. I would say he's more like Bethard in the sense that you may have just drafted a backup in round three, knowing he's a backup. Like, when they drafted Bethard, they were like, well, you need a backup quarterback. Yeah, not in round three. What the fuck? And with Latsu, it's like, well, our backup tried and lost a season for us last year. Like, no, 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 no. The, co- the head coach lost a season for you last year. Don't put that on Tyler Croft. Let so I'm, I'm just a little feel like, a little afraid that you drafted a backup tight end here. Let me clarify my position on Latsu for the coach, who I like. Mm-hmm. I like when he's on your show. I really like watching him. But when it comes to Latsu, like, for to his credit, he started as a defensive player. He doesn't have a lot of experience at tight end. I'm not yeah. saying that he's going to be bad. What I'm saying is he's completely raw at the position. Yeah. And so they're going to have to develop his technique in the blocking scheme. They're going to have to develop sure. everything for him. I don't mind and, that. And I just think of him as developmental. Yeah. Not that he's going to be just, bad. That they just yeah. have stuff to do to him. I just feel like with, with Kittle, like you got him in round five, and he didn't have much production, but he tested off the charts. And you got him in round five. Like, like Latu didn't even test off the charts, and you took him in round three. He should have been there in round five. And I know he, 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 he probably wouldn't have been because there was a run on tight ends. And the Niners essentially missed it. He yeah. was at the tail end of it. I wonder if he was their top choice or if they, there was a guy they thought. Like maybe they thought they could take Darnell Washington, the dude from Georgia, who was dropping because of his knee. Maybe they were like, we, we don't care about his knee. We drafted Javon Kinlaw. Like we're, we're that team. We don't care. And then he got taken. They're like, fuck. All right, who's next? Well, what about that? He went to tight end university with George Kittle. George Kittle has a relationship with that guy. Uh, that's good call. A lot of people were saying this. That's good you call. think Kittle actually had any influence yeah, in that's that good at call. all? I bet he did I bet he did. If Kyle made the pick, you know, he went. I bet he went down to Cabo, and McCaffrey was like, "Hey, man, sign Sam Darnold." And Kittle was like, "Hey, man, draft Cam Latu." And Kyle was like, "Bet." If you think that's true, though, would would Kittle really tell him to draft a guy that could replace him, or would he tell him a guy that he knows Cam Latu ain't replacing him? Right. Put it that way. He's seen him work. He's seen him run that four seven eight. I'm sorry. Uh, F fullback. S, just put two tight ends on the offense. It feels gimmicky, man. You're not doing that much with with, with uh, you. And plus, he's like the, the last of a. There's no more use checks. He's the last of a dying breed. Last topic, then we got to get out of here. It's getting a long show. Yeah. And I have to go to Grand Expo because you know 
I. <laughs> anyway, um, Kalen LeBorn. I didn't know who he was. The coach came on my show and said, this guy is a player. Look into him. He's right. What's interesting is this morning I got an email from another coach that I know very well saying he talked to a coach at Marshall who said that he's Kalen LeBorn is a great kid. So not only is he a guy who has a pedigree coming out of high school, five-star recruit, number one running back in the nation coming out of high school, uh, he produced at Marshall and the coaches like him very much. It's not like a problem guy. He's a good guy. And when you look at him, he tested like Elijah Mitchell. He seemed like he could be in that Elijah Mitchell mold for the Niners, but he has an NFL body unlike Elijah Mitchell. That's the one thing. Elijah Mitchell runs like a big guy, but if you look at him, he doesn't, he's not, he looks like a, he's not big. He doesn't yeah. have much definition. He doesn't have an NFL body, and that, that's why I think he gets hurt so much. LeBorn does have an NFL body. I think this guy is the undrafted running back that's going to kill it for the Niners this year, but I think he might end up being the best that they've had. So I'll be honest, man. I didn't know anything about him until you texted me this morning. Then I went and watched your show with Coach. Then I also watched a bunch of highlights, read a bunch of stuff on him. And now I'm thinking TDP is in trouble. That, Big time. That, that's my opinion Big time. after watching him this morning. Uh, yeah. I got to learn more about him, but dude is nice. And he's like one of the fastest guys. I think Coach said he's what? He ran like a six something in the three cone drill, which is the fastest time out of all the running backs. Something crazy I like that. Look that up. But I have to look that up. But yeah, he's. Yeah, I mean, this dude, I, he looks really nice. And TDP may be the new Trey Sermon, unfortunately for him. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, sorry, man. Here's the thing about running backs, Grant. The thing about running yeah. back for me, Grant, is that it's not like quarterback where or other positions where you can see over time, you know, they get better and better and better. With running back, it's kind of like you have it or you don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and, and the more hits you take, like the slower you get. You know. Yeah. And so with with yeah. TDP, nothing flashed with TDP. It's not that TDP is bad, but there's nothing really flashed off the screen with with TDP. To where I'm like, oh, yeah. that, look at that guy. Like it did with Jordan Mason, for example. Jordan yeah. Mason from the beginning, you just knew this guy. This guy's gonna be good. It's true, right? and you could see it in practice that he had an NFL yeah. body. And that's the yeah. thing. Like a lot of these guys that come from college don't have it. And sometimes they get it by year two. With Ambry Thomas, he came in this year without an NFL body year two, and he got buried. You look yeah. at Diamador Lenore, dude is yoked. He looks like an NFL player now. That, that stuff matters, and I feel like with Mitchell, they like him. He produces. He can't stay healthy. You look at him, he doesn't have an NFL body. And now they can't wait around anymore, buddy. So either you you put it together this offseason or this guy's going to come take your job. Mitchell's on notice too, man, because you can't, you can't keep relying on a – he's so unreliable. He's super unreliable. That's why McCaffrey's here. Yeah. 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 Jordan Mason is great and plays special teams. Jordan so is great. Tank. Jordan Mason is a lock, right? He's a lock. Like if Elijah yep. Mitchell's healthy, he's a lock, obviously. Yep. So Kalan and TDP, man, I could see Kalan being TDP, to be honest. Absolutely. I can't wait to watch this dude in uh, training camp. And like you said, you can see it right away with these running backs. Like Joe Williams didn't have a, an NFL body. Matt Breida was yoked. You can see it. I mean, explosive, yoked, ready to go. Not afraid of contact. Joe Williams, not explosive, not yoked, afraid of contact. Get out. It's not going to get better for you. You're not going to. You're not going to transition to the league. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. I'm banking on this guy. This guy seems to have everything you need. Yeah, and usually yeah. the most most of the successful running backs with the 49ers have not been those, you know, third round draft picks. They're the guys they get as free agents or late round guys and. Hopefully Kyle learned his lesson, man. I know you made the joke about it when he drafted uh, Moody. You know, yeah. 
Um, hopefully that's one thing. And when you talk about learning from Mike McGlinchey, hopefully he's learned from Trey Sermon and TDP at this point. I don't think he did. But my thing is, like, he joked about, like, reaching for running backs. Like, dude, you reached for all kind of positions in round three. You reached for a tight end this year. Nothing against Latu. Because I think he's better than Trey Sermon and tight Davis Price, and I think he will have a role, and I think he'll be good in that role. Yeah. But, dude, that's day two, man. You're not taking role players. You're taking guys who can become three-down starters. Fred yeah. Warner was drafted in round three. You can't do that there. So, Kyle, he needs to stop with the reaches for role players that fit his little offense. You know what I'm saying? Stop doing that. Yeah. Your offense is such a, like tiny part of this team it's a defense team it's a special teams team you can't take little tiny role players for your offense in round three even if you really like them because it's not about your offense you should only be drafting like corners elite wide receivers quarterbacks O and D line that's pretty much all you should be drafting early. if Latu turns into a starting tight end who plays all three you know he's not going to be Kittle but if he can play 75 percent of the snaps and never you know he actually can do everything at a high level. He's worth the pick. He's, he's absolutely worth the pick. Yeah. But at a four seven eight, I wonder, is this guy just a blocking tight end? Like four seven eight? You tell me a really dominant receiving tight end who's that slow. I'd love to know. I mean, what was Brent Jones? You know, back in the day, obviously. I don't know. Right? A little I don't know. different. I don't know. You know, yeah. the big, big heavy linebackers. I mean, chasing. Travis Kelsey's faster than that. Kittle's yeah. way faster than that. Mark Andrews way faster than that. I mean, he could I be a know. big target. Big and it's not just the 40, the 10 that. yard split. It's that initial burst off the line. His 10 yard split slow too. I think it's like one, six, six. That's what's important. And then if all of that was slow and he was on the field, breaking tackles left and right and getting yards after the catch, it wouldn't matter. But he's not that guy either. Braden Willis is that guy. So there's a lot of things that make me wonder if, if lots who's going to be like that guy, that starter. I will say on he doesn't have to be this year. He doesn't have to be this year. But you don't draft in third round for this year. You're thinking about the th guy who can have four years, five years, six years. I'm thinking. I'll say on behalf of my 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 family, I'll say never never count out the Polynesians though, man. There's some about them. Hey, count them out. it's true. And all of a sudden, you got a Polynesian pipeline on this team. <laughs> you know, maybe 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 they found something. Yeah, maybe they found something. That's a good point. Chris Cooley, Dallas Clark. Man, I would think he'd be a better blocker than Dallas Clark. I got Chris Cooley, man. That is that's a name. Chris, I honestly don't remember Chris Cooley. I remember I feel like Dallas did he play Clark. for Washington? Yeah. I know the coaches from out there, Virginia. Yeah, he played for Washington. Yeah. You would compare him to Chris Cooley. 6'3, 243, Utah State, round three. I will say one. I will okay. say Latu and Kittle both in the red zone. Those two big body targets. It's true. It's true. That could really. That's true. I can see him He's a red zone monster, man. He has. He's tied for first at Alabama with the most touchdowns in the season with eight. That's true. That and is that's true. A, that's a good damn school. That's true. Hey, yeah. man, a tight end who can block and and catch touchdowns in the red zone has a long, long career and is a starter. So that'll be very interesting. This has been a Mondo show. Thank you very much, Ryan and everyone for being here. My pleasure. I'll be on with Larry later today. I'll see you guys later. Have a good one. See ya.